You are listening to Weight Loss for Lawyers, Episode 1. Hi, I'm Kathy. Welcome to the Weight Loss for Lawyers podcast, where you'll get common sense strategies for weight loss that are doable for you, even with your busy legal career. I'll also help you learn how to harness the power of your lawyer brain and use it to reach your weight loss goals. Weight loss can be simpler, easier, and less time-consuming for you than you think. If you're ready to lose weight for the last time without diets, deprivation, or turning your whole life upside down, then this is the podcast for you. Let's go. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Weight Loss for Lawyers podcast. I'm your host, Kathy Bedward. Here's a quick intro for those of you who don't know me. I'm a lawyer, been a lawyer for over 30 years. I'm also a wife. I've been married to the same amazing man for also over 30 years, met my husband in law school, and I'm a mom to four wonderful young adults. I'm also a certified life coach, a certified yoga teacher, and the founder and CEO of the Trust the Journey Weight Loss Coaching Program. You might want to know why I'm starting a podcast called Weight Loss for Lawyers. So here's the short version of my story. I was thin growing up, but I was never super happy with my body. Isn't that one of the saddest things about our society? As we grow up, we're taught that thin and beautiful people are worth more. And I think it's like a blanket idea in our society. It's almost like the water that we're swimming in. We don't even realize how much we believe that. So even back before I struggled with food and eating, I really didn't like my body that much. I hated my thighs in particular. They were flabby and way too white. It was just so much cooler for people to be tan, and I was never tan. And, you know, this wasn't all just in my head either. People actually made fun of my thighs. And I also hit puberty really late, so there were some issues there. So I had this level of discontent with my body already. And then when I hit age 16, I started buying into the diet mindset that is so prevalent in our world. And I mean, I really 100% bought into it. I started believing if I could just get thinner, my life would be better, and I would be happier. I tried a lot of different things, like hardly eating anything, exercising a ton, letting myself be very hungry for long periods of time. I even tried things like taking X-lax and trying to make myself throw up. And all of these things worked for a while. Well, not the X-lax or the trying to make myself throw up. It was just too painful and I just couldn't stay, I couldn't stick with that. But all of the other things worked for a while. So I did lose weight. And then at some point the diet backlash started. So you can only starve yourself for so long before your body and your mind start to rebel. And then, you know, you're in this situation where you've told yourself that cookies and ice cream are bad and you can't have them, they're forbidden, that which artificially heightens your desire for these foods. And then when you eat them, when this is what happened to me after not having them for forever and having this story in my head about how terrible it was to eat them, that's when I would start to eat them in an out of control way. And that's how my up and down weight struggle began. So similar to a lot of you, like we were fine. There was a time we were fine, but we started dieting and screwed everything up because we didn't believe we were fine. We were buying into the ideal that society sets out for us that thin is better. 
So my weight just went up and down, up and down, and I stopped paying attention to hunger. I didn't stop eating when I was full, ignored my body, felt like I was fighting myself all the time. I was miserable all the time. Whether I was dieting or I was eating out of control, I was miserable, unhappy, feeling like a failure. Every diet I tried worked temporarily and then failed. Except, and this is important, I never thought of it as the diet failing. I thought of it as me failing. Other people could lose weight. Why couldn't I? I must be the problem. And as I continued down this path, things just got worse. I wouldn't be able to stick with a diet for as long, and the backlash got more severe. So it used to be that I could stick with a diet for months before I gained all the weight back, plus more, of course. And then it got to the point where I could only stay on a diet for like six weeks. I would lose 10 pounds, and then I would gain all the 10 pounds back and five more. And it finally got to the point where I could start a diet and fail it on the very same day. And it just felt so humiliating. I was embarrassed about my body, and I thought about food and dieting all the time. I still remember the light bulb moment for me. I had been trying to work on changing how I thought about myself, about my body, about my life. And one day I just had the thought, I can't live like this anymore. I don't even care what I weigh. I just need to get off this roller coaster. Now, to be fair, I actually really did care what the scale said, but there was a shift in that moment. I started caring more about creating some stability in my life than I did about what that number on the scale was. I really felt like I needed to stop the up and down. And I really wanted to have a healthier relationship with food and my body. So that's when things started to change for me. When I had that epiphany, like looking back, I realized I changed three simple but really crucial things. Number one, I started paying attention to hunger and waiting until I was hungry to eat. This was really hard for me because I had ignored hunger for so long. To give you an idea of how much I ignored hunger, there was a time when I gained about 40 pounds in two months. 40 pounds in two months. That's like about 60 days and I gained 40 pounds. And not once during that entire time did I ever feel hungry. There was never a time that I went long enough without eating that I actually got hungry. Can you imagine not being hungry for two months? So anyway, there was a relearning curve for me. And I had to work on being patient with myself and telling myself that this is a skill. This is a skill I can relearn. If I can learn to override hunger and enough signals, then I can learn to honor them again. Number two, the second thing I changed was I had to stop classifying foods as good and bad. A chocolate chip cookie became equal in goodness to broccoli. I could eat cookies as long as I was hungry. And it didn't mean that I was making a mistake or doing something bad by eating them. It's so easy when we buy into diet mentality to start believing that we're a bad person when we eat a food that we have decided is bad. It is hard to explain the amount of utter shame and humiliation that I have felt about eating cookies, ice cream, chips, candy, all of those foods that I had decided were bad. But if you're listening to this podcast, I bet you understand because you've probably felt it too. And in the past, when I have felt this intense shame, 
What did I do in response to it? I ate more, of course, in an attempt to run away from the feeling of shame. It is such a painful cycle. Eat cookies, feel ashamed, then finish the box of cookies and move on to a bag of chips. Basically, I was punishing myself for eating too much by eating more. And part of it was hoping that if I ate so much that I felt so bad, I would just never do it again. But, well, that didn't work. (laughs) All right, the third thing that I changed was so important. I changed my internal dialogue. And the first step to doing this was to start listening to how I was talking to myself. Notice, 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 noticing what I was saying to myself in my head. And then working on stopping those mental beatdowns. You have to stop the mental beatdowns before you stop the overeating. I'll tell you, I still overeat. To this day, I have maintained my weight loss for over 20 years, and I still overeat. I think everybody overeats at some point in time, even people who have always been thin. But I don't beat myself up about it anymore. And a lot of beating yourself up is not like screaming at yourself in your head. It can be very subtle. And the more you notice, the more I started to notice what I was telling myself in my head, the more I was able to change that internal dialogue. And again, these are just skills that need to be learned and practiced. I had to stop telling myself that I was failing, that I had done something wrong when I ate cookies or I ate more than my body needed. I had to start looking at what the real issue was. What was it that was leading me to overeat? I did a lot of journaling and I worked on healing myself instead of judging myself. This was really hard work for me. I mean, I was doing this on my own. I didn't have a program like Trust the Journey to guide me. It took me a long time to lose my weight. Overall, I lost about 55 pounds and I would say it took me like 10 or 12 years to do that. And I got pregnant three times during that time, so I was re-losing pregnancy weight as well three times. And after I lost all my weight, I got pregnant a fourth time and then lost that pregnancy weight too. And along the way, it all felt like such a struggle. And even though I was successful in the rest of my life, I had successful relationships, successful law career, I felt like everyone was judging me on my body. It was on my mind all the time. Every meal I ate, every time I chose what to wear, every interaction with another human. And on the inside, I was definitely judging myself. Even after I had lost all the weight, I still felt like I was struggling with food and eating and by body image, my self-image. I remember hearing a long time ago, I do not remember where I heard this, But I heard that if you really want to get to know someone, ask them the question, what is your greatest struggle? Try that at your next party (laughs) instead of talking about the weather. Hi, what's your greatest struggle? Anyway, for me, my answer to that question would have been food, eating, body image, self-image for more than 30 years, a long time after I had lost all the weight. This is why we need to change what's going on on the inside. So I've now kept my weight off for more than 20 years, but even after I lost the weight, I needed to keep doing that internal work where I got to know what was going on on the inside of me. It was probably about six or seven years ago when I realized that my answer to the question, what is your greatest struggle, is no longer food or eating or body image. 
And now I truly do love my body. And I'm so much more loving towards myself and towards other people because that's how life works. But it's really important to point out that I don't love my body now because it fits society's ideal. It does not in so many ways. But we all need to stop waiting until our bodies fit society's ideal before we start to love our bodies. That will never happen. We have to start loving our bodies now the way they are. So the answer to the question, why am I starting this podcast? And why do I have my Trust the Journey weight loss coaching business? The reason why is I want to take that painful, humiliating time of my life and turn it into a beautiful way to help you learn how to lose your weight in a way that's filled with love and compassion for yourself instead of diets and restriction and misery. I want to help you lose your weight faster than I did with less struggle. I want to help you learn how to keep it off for good, to get off the diet roller coaster. I want to help you transform yourself from the inside out and learn how to truly nourish yourself, your body, your mind, and your spirit. Ultimately, my goal is to change the narrative in our world from one where the answer is, when you need to lose weight or want to lose weight, go on a diet that makes you miserable or take a drug that makes you feel sick and nauseous and awful. I want to change the narrative so the answer is get to know yourself. Figure out what's going on on the inside. Get curious about how to be more loving and compassionate with yourself. That's my mission. So thank you so much for listening. And please help me with my mission Help me spread this new narrative. And please follow this podcast, leave a review, share it with your family and friends. You can follow me on Instagram or Facebook or LinkedIn. You could book a call with me if you would like to learn more about how to work with me. I will put all of those links in the show notes. Thanks again so much for listening, and I will see you in the next episode.